I have no way to know if everyone struggles with this or if it's just me. And I say that with a smile on my face. I, I really have no idea. But what I am speaking of is the experience of waking up in the middle of the night and just finding myself in a place where I am incredibly worried, fearful, scared. What I mean, I can use all kinds of words for this experience. Uh, I can also find myself really caught up in reliving things that happened previously, in analyzing or speculating about things that have happened and why they have happened and what may happen in the future. And I could probably go on for way longer than anybody prefers to or would want to listen to the subtle shades and gradations of what this experience is like. Uh, for some reason, what comes to me, the way I uh, characterize this, I, it seems like I remember, and I could be completely wrong about this, that there is a children's story called Things That Go Bump in the Night. And uh, I know here that uh, in the, uh, at least in the, Uni you know, in the United States, uh, that is something that was fairly popular uh, decades ago. I, and it may still be something that is. Uh, for people, other people around the world, I don't know if that is something that is, is familiar. The only reason I bring that up is because that is really, in a lot of cases, to me, characterizes what this experience feels like, at least to me. In other words, if I hear something go bump in the night, so to speak, uh, I hear a noise, I hear something external to me, and there is that tendency to be fearful. There is that it suddenly the imagination starts running away with itself. And there is all this kind of playing of scenes of movies in my head when I am afraid of something that's actually happening external to me. But really what I'm speaking of uh, this morning is the experience of things that go bump in the night internally, what's going on in my body or my body mind, what's going on in my brain and my nervous system. And I have no idea, nor do I really necessarily need to know anymore. I have no idea what causes this. I, I find myself a lot of nights going to sleep uh, rather peacefully. I, admittedly, there are some nights where I am struggling with something. I'm worried about something. I'm unsure about something. And as I have dealt with the various uh, serious health challenges that I have over the past year, there has been this uh, tendency, and when most of the things I have struggled with have happened in the middle of the night, when I've been awakened by things that that really do go bump in the night, physically speaking, where I really have been scared for my life, uh, this is not what I'm speaking of. And so I think what's happened is that, uh, without analyzing this at all, it, and I don't even believe this, it's not a belief, it, it just feels to me that, uh, or it appears to me, that it has reset my, uh, you know, my uh, threshold for what really rattles me, so to speak, or really leaves me feeling disoriented uh, or uh, paralyzed by fear. But in in light of that, uh, I've had several experiences this week. I don't have any idea why there there it hasn't or isn't anything. <clears throat> that has caused me to uh, for this to happen more frequently, but it has. 
and it actually happened night before last and I woke up in this just very uneasy state there. And, and of course the first thing when I wake up like this, there, there's an immediate, uh, awareness of, oh, wait a minute, maybe this is something that's going on physically with me. And so there's this tuning in or paying attention to uh, not trying to analyze what's going on with me physically, but just to assess, you know, is this something that's being brought on? Is my mental state, what's going on in, on in my mind, is it being, uh, is it being uh, informed or affected by something that's going on with me physically? And it wasn't, and I figured that out very quickly. But then the uh, uh, the cascade, I guess is the word I would use, just this cascading of some kind of fear or worry, and it generated more and more thoughts, and those thoughts gave rise to even more thoughts, and there's this almost, and I don't even want to say in a positive or negative way, but there was this like blooming or blossoming. It was almost as if, uh, you know, if I was going to speak in physical terms or being euphemistic, these worries and fears and all these thoughts, it was almost like it was this fast uh, motion, uh, you know, playing back a recording of a rainforest growing. Suddenly there's this gigantic, uh, uh, basically there's this sort of what I guess what I would refer to as this overgrowth. And I was struggling there a little bit and then until and then till I decided until I decided not to struggle. And that's really what was what I was seeing in my mind was this overgrowth of of thoughts to the point that I began to feel completely overwhelmed. Uh, some of the thoughts, I don't really know for sure if they were even concrete. Some of it, I think, was just there were things that I was thinking about and feeling fearful about and uh some of the some of it, I think, was more abstract. There was just this really palpable uneasiness. And what I want to say about all this, the reason why I'm speaking about this in this much detail, is that the what actually allowed me, and that's why I really have shared all this because I wanted to 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 basically look at this in a different way. That what allowed me to navigate my way through that, and the last time that it happened, the uh, the fear and the anxiety were incredibly uh, heightened. The sense of that was incredibly heightened. My mind was literally just racing with thoughts. And this is somebody who has practiced mindfulness for over three decades. So I say that to uh, to to say that it you know it, it does not make me immune. This practice does not make me immune to having panic attacks or finding myself overwhelmed with thoughts and those feeding into uh, the emotions that I'm feeling and whatever it is I'm feeling in my body and my in my physiology and then that's basically a feedback loop back to my to my brain again and so my mind is just racing that all of this or I can't I can't say 100% of it but I would say the vast majority of what is happening when I find myself completely emotionally and mentally overwhelmed is that it is all the all of the thoughts that are occurring. And when I'm completely flat on my back uh, emotionally, when I really don't even have a way to have any perspective, when I've completely lost my perspective, when I really cannot uh, even have any sense of the difference between, you know, this relative reality of what I think is happening and what I'm afraid of and what is making me so uneasy and absolute reality, what is actually going on in that, in those moments. 
because all that was really going on in this in those moments were that it was the middle of the night. Uh, things were quiet. Things were still. Nothing was wrong with me physically, so to speak. And uh, there wasn't anything externally that I needed to be concerned about. And yet there I was lying in bed completely and utterly overwhelmed. And I noticed that there's this tendency, at least for me, to one, it's almost like it's a, uh, it's almost like a boulder rolling downhill. If I'm thinking about a lot of, and I really hate to use or hesitate to use the word positive or negative because then that implies some sort of judgment. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong or that I have anything against people uh, using one of those uh, polarities to describe something. Uh, but what I would say here is that uh, there are, there are so many there's such a, there's so much momentum with all of these dark fearful thoughts that I guess I would use the word you know it's it's I don't know what other word to use but it, they they do feel like dark negative thoughts and I, and I'm not judging those thoughts I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with them or with me for having them or anyone else who has them it's just that they don't necessarily bring up and if I if I'm saying negative at all because it basically is something that does not lead me to having any peace of mind. It doesn't allow me to have any perspective. It doesn't allow me to have to be able to be even somewhat objective in those moments. What ends up happening is, I, at least I have found, that if I am entertaining and really putting time and energy into believing dark thoughts and what you might refer to as negative thoughts, uh, what I find is that... There's, there's no way for it, 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 it basically leads to more of those that it, it really does. As I mentioned before, it does really gather its own momentum. Uh, I don't find that the, uh, the ground is, is, uh, uh, very conducive to seeing, uh, the opposite of that starting to happen. I don't really see that, you know, that when I'm so wrapped up in these negative thoughts and I'm really believing them and I'm really busy being the person having them and believing that I'm the person that is, you know, things are, are, are bad. They're going to get worse. How can I ever get through this? And there's a lot of feelings of helplessness. And I shouldn't say feelings of helplessness, but that's an old entrenched habit. There are thoughts of helplessness that I can't change this somehow. Uh, not that I, you know, not whether I can or not, there is this uh, uh, sense of giving up and throwing my hands up and just in and saying that I can't really I can't fix any of this and I don't know whether I can fix any of these things or not but I one thing I know for sure is that I won't be able to affect any kind of shift in my own mind state uh, in my internal circumstances until I have some way of being able to uh, to have some way to to have perspective, to, to be able to have some objectivity, to be able to recognize that this is what this really is. It feels incredibly overwhelming. My body is reacting to it like with this sense of doom because that's what my mind is so busy doing. And if I'm giving time and energy to that, it actually can heighten the sense of that. It can prolong those looping and out of control thoughts and they just continue at least in my case to uh, to grow and to get more far-reaching and to become more overwhelming 
that the one thing that will begin to interrupt, and it doesn't immediately interrupt this process, but what it does do is if I'm able to just simply, and I know it sounds very simple, but it is a very powerful way to bring to bring into being a mental shift that can actually allow for these thoughts to begin to dissipate. And that is essentially for, for me to be aware, to recognize that there really is nothing wrong externally. And even if there is, and I will go as far to say, as to say that if there was something quote unquote wrong externally, that, uh, I still have the ability to benefit from having more perspective by what I refer to as mindful coping or being mindful on my feet. If there are things external to me that I cannot control, I'm still much better off practicing this, practicing mindfulness, practicing mindful coping out in the middle of the world while it's all happening. Being mindful on my feet is what I sometimes say or how I refer to this. But I know even if it is just me in the midst of something that is basically self-perpetuating, nothing is wrong externally. Uh, Internally, I'm a big gigantic mess is what I would say. And I don't want to say that in a way to imply that I'm judging myself or feeling like a failure or feeling like I'm doing something wrong. But in in those moments when I have no objectivity, when I have no perspective, I really do feel like I'm just a big mess. Uh, I am really not able to be of any help to myself, let alone be of any help to anyone else. And the only thing that has ever changed the game on this for me, and it doesn't immediately change it, is to give myself the gift of perspective. And the only way I can do that is having practiced the more I have practiced paying attention to my mind that I've been able to experience, and this really is what makes it a practice, is that I've had plenty of opportunities, hundreds if not thousands, tens of thousands of these opportunities over the past 30 years to find myself in the midst of something that really does, quote unquote, go bump in the night, or even in some cases go bump in the day. And I'm scared, I'm fearful, my thoughts are out of control, I'm you know completely... Uh, overwhelmed with anger, with fear, with uh, resentment, uh, with confusion, whatever it may be, that I can just simply allow myself to uh, to take just a little bit of a step back. I don't have to, it doesn't have to be miles, so to speak, uh, euphemistically speaking, but it's, it is that I can just have just, even if it's just a little tiny bit of a way to become, instead of the person that's busy thinking these thoughts and believing everything that I'm thinking about what I'm feeling and identifying as the person that I'm somehow trying to tell myself, this is who I am because I'm busy thinking this is who I am. Take just a little bit of a step back and begin to look at this more as a witness. Yes, this is all still happening. My mind is still out of control And I'm not saying that in a judgmental way or a way to make myself feel bad about myself. My mind is not defective. There's not anything wrong with it, but it's just that it is out of control. Uh, Basically, there's a feedback loop between my mind and my body, whatever emotions are, uh, are, are very strong. And it's almost like it's a runaway train, so to speak. And that I can't necessarily pull the brakes on that and make that stop, but just by being able to recognize that, yes, this is happening, all these thoughts are occurring, 
and they're very compelling and it's very much, it's very tempting to want to believe them because they're happening in my head. I, and I, I, I identify as the person thinking these thoughts. And so there's this tendency to want to own those thoughts and to see the world in my own life based on what these thoughts are telling me. I don't want to deny that, uh, that, that I'm the one having them. That the idea here is that I, I've never found, nor do I need to transcend this, that I don't want, I'm never, it's never, I thought it was early on that there was this wanting or desiring this sense of transcendence to go above these human concerns and to be able to find this peace that was out there somewhere that I was seeking something. And I'm speaking much more metaphysically in this case. I was trying to seek this abiding peace that was somewhere else and it just wasn't here and I needed to find it. So what I'll say there is that that piece has, what I found the biggest surprise of all is that this piece is actually already within me, even in the midst of time. And I know this may sound strange. I don't, I don't know if this makes sense. I don't know that it can make sense. But even when I am in the midst of, of being caught up in these thoughts, there is a larger abiding piece uh, it happens amidst what we might call consciousness, what we might uh, what we might call presence, whatever that is. And I don't want to get too off into the weeds, metaphysically speaking. But what I will say is that it could even be uh, as something as simple, but very powerful as this sense of things are actually all right, even though my mind is telling me that it's not all right. And even if things are not all right, uh, externally speaking. I'm going to be much more likely to be able to cope if I can recognize that what's making it worse in a lot of cases, and this is not a judgment, but it's just the truth of the matter is that my thoughts are making it more, whatever's happening, more painful than it actually is. And if nothing is happening externally, then my thoughts are actually causing me pain, causing me suffering. If I'm actually putting in time and energy into, uh, you know, to perpetuating them, and identifying with them and believing whatever it is that my thoughts are telling me is happening. And I will say that uh, these past few nights where I've awakened, finding myself just completely lost in thought and lost in fear and in dark thoughts that were for feeling very foreboding and that there was this if there's, I don't know what the word would be for the opposite of this sense, this sense of okayness or this sense of all rightness, I guess you might say. Uh, it was the absolute, complete polar opposite of that. Everything did not feel all right. Everything did not feel okay. Uh, but the main point that I want to make here is, is that a lot of why it seemed that way is because my thinking was perpetuating that. My thinking. There was nothing, I wasn't thinking anything that was bringing about a sense of peace or a sense of okayness. And that's okay. There's no, there's no judgment. I'm a human being. This is where I found myself. I don't even know why these things happened. But I do know that part of this human experience, at least for me, is that there's no way for me to live in this transcendent higher state where what it means in a lot of cases to be a human being that we do live in an uncertain universe. We do live uh, in a, uh, a situation where our bodies do change. Things happen. We can't control everything around us. 
there's no way for me to rise above that. Uh, I don't want to deny that. I don't want to depersonalize to the point, uh, even though it feels very, very uh, uh, tempting to do so, to want to rise above all these human concerns and be beyond this. And if people have done that, I think that's wonderful. I, I love the idea of it. I just never have been able to find myself in a place where it, it I've been able to achieve that. And long ago, uh, what really fell away from me was all the trying, all the seeking to try to be that person. It sounded wonderful. I, I wish that I, in a lot of ways, that I could have done that. But in the absence of uh, of any particular way to do that reliably, what I have found that has really sustained me, what has really allowed me to cope more mindfully is to continue to practice mindfulness and to continue to practice coping mindfully in the middle of life, even if I'm alone in the dark, in the middle of the night where nothing is really wrong. It's all in my head. It's all in my body. And I should say in that case, it's all in my mind body because it's all basically feeding into, these things are feeding into each other and that momentum is all being sustained by this larger physical system. I can just take a step back and recognize that this is, you know, even even this is for me what it is like to be human. I don't want to go to bed every night being in fear of, oh no, I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night and be completely beside myself with fear. Uh, I know it's easy to do that. I have had times where I certainly have had fear about that. There's been times in my life when I've had fear about just walking and poking my nose out the door, so to speak, and going out into the world, out into this place where I can't control any of it or very little of it other than the way that I handle it, the way that I react and respond to it and try and allow myself, I can't make it happen, but to at least be open And I guess what I'd call it here is open to keeping my heart open, being open to keeping my mind open. And if that's a gift that I can extend to myself after the sun has risen in the middle of the day when life, a lot more of life is happening, I can actually uh, offer that up, you know, my, my gift of being able to cope myself and the joy that it can bring that potentially, not that I'm trying to seek that, but it just happens to be that I find out, surprisingly enough, that I am that already and everyone else is as well. Uh, and it is not a belief. It's just that's what I have sensed. I have have witnessed this myself. I have seen uh, the joy in other people and in myself. Uh, and it's not even saying that I am, uh, it's not a position that I'm defending. I don't even know if anyone else might call it joy, but there there is something to be appreciated And the only way that I can do that, the only way I can feel that, the only way I can offer that to other people and be of any sort of amount of benefit to anyone else or to be of service to other people is to recognize that what keeps me from doing that, what prevents that is me believing every thought that I'm having because I'm the one having it and believing everything that I'm thinking about what I'm feeling. And once I know that I don't have to get caught up in that and I don't even have to believe anything that I'm thinking, uh, it allows me to get through times like this uh, without making it any harder on myself than I have to be. I can suffer less. I may still wake up in the middle of the night sometimes and, and be beside myself with fear and with negative thinking and with you know beating myself up emotionally 
and wishing I had done things differently or fearing what may come in the future, I'm still going to do that some uh, because I found no way to change that. But at least I can cope and get through it more effectively. And when I say more effectively, I mean not get through it faster, not make it go away uh, any quicker, but I can just be more kind and gentle to myself through the process by just realizing that these are thoughts in my head and that it is not the absolute reality and that I don't have to believe that I'm the person that my thoughts somehow are telling me who I am. There is actually peace there. There is actually perspective there. And I will go as even as far to say that there is joy there in just being a human being. And there is love there as well. But I, uh, the only way I can ever experience that is without trying to experience it. All I, all I really can do is be aware and pay attention and keep coming back to my heart center. Uh, keep coming, as some of my teachers have referred to, coming back home again and being grounded in my own body and recognizing that all is not lost and things are not as bad as I think that they are.